0: Good morning, everyone. We trust that God has been good to you and to your families. We know that he's just not good to us this morning, but he's been good to us every day of our lives. So we honor and bless him today. We're going to be reading in the book of Psalms, Psalm chapter 73. You just follow me through the scripture as I kind of touch it in the scriptures but let's pray Father God we bless you Father we thank you we appreciate you this morning God we know you are our creator and you are the supreme ruler and we believe in your son Jesus we believe oh God that is Jesus Christ, your Son, that has been given the power and the authority that has been delegated to us through the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. So this morning we walk with our heads held high in spite of what we see in this world. We walk understanding, oh God, that our ladder will be greater. We petition the throne of grace this morning, God. Everything that has come against us and that has attacked us on this week, we plead the, we plead the blood of Jesus over our lives, over our families' lives, and we believe it to be well. We believe all is well in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now look at the book of Psalm chapter 1. It says this. Truly, God is good to Israel, even to such as are clear, even such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. The writer here starts abruptly saying, Truly, I know that God is good. He's good to Israel. He's good to his people. Just when you look at, when the writer looks at how good God is to his people, he can clearly see that God is good even to them that are of a clean heart. But he said, as for me, but as for me, He's being very honest and very transparent here. He's been transparent, honest, saying, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. He said, my steps had well not slipped. He said, as for me, and if we would be honest, we could understand the very mindset of the writer here. If we would be honest, we have had times in our lives to where we were very close to slipping or turning away. This is what he was talking about. He said his steps almost, it was close to slipping. Why? He said, because, if you read on, he said, because he was envious at what he saw. He was envious at the foolishness when he saw the prosperity of the wicked. Sometimes it can be discouraging and disheartening when we see the lives of the wicked, when we see them living so well. They are so prosperous in what they are doing. And the writer is saying, even though I know that God is good to his people, even though I know he's good to people that have a clean heart, he said, but as for me right now in this state of mind, where I'm at and with what I'm looking at, he said, my foot almost slipped. I I almost had a relapse. I almost turned back. Just by looking at how easy the world has it at times. How prosperous they are in business, in their money, in their things. He said, For there are no bands. He said, There are no bands in their wicked, but their strength is firm. He said, They're strong in everything that they do. They don't have any guard points. They do whatever they want to do. They say whatever they want to say, but they still prosper. We, have you ever saw and have you ever been to that point to where you do everything you know to do for God? Or you know to do that is right, but it seemed like everything you do it seems as if something happens to where it sets you back to point one or point uh, point where, where you started at. It seems like there's no prosperity. You're not prospering in the areas of life in which you wish to prosper. And the enemy will cause you to get in the place of discouragement. I've been there this week alone. I've been there. He said, but look, he said, even more so, it looks as if they are not in trouble. As other men, as we are in, it seems like they just living life so good. They're having so much fun. They have no worries. Some of them don't even even look like they get sick at all. But when you turn and you look at those that are living a holy and a righteous life, it seems like they just go through consistently, even in their bodies, their bodies are attacked. He said, but it looks like they have no bands, but they, they, they are strong in their strength. He said, and this makes them full of pride. Hmm. He said, it's full of pride. They're full of pride like a chain and they are covered. He said, their garments are covered as if it were violence. They are so violent. They are so angry. They are so hatred. Full of hatred. They are so mean. Rude and disrespectful. But they are so prosperous. The prosperity of the wicked. The writer is saying. It has me my mind in a confused right now. Why? Because I'm doing all I know to do right but I'm having such a hard time. So my foot almost it almost slipped. My foot not only did it almost slip but it was almost gone. I was almost out of here. I almost turned back. If you can relate to the writer this morning, then you ought to keep reading on down. Look at verse 7 it says, Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. <laughs> oh, they have so much within themselves. Everything they wanted seemed that they get it. He said their eyes are fattened. They, they're, they're, they're never satisfied. They want more and more and more, and they're actually getting more. They're getting more education. They're, they're, they're getting more of, of finances. They, they're, they're living well. They're, 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 even their clothing. They, they just seem to be doing so much better, but they're wicked, they're nasty. They're rude, they're disrespectful, but they have a pocket full of money. And they have cars that they can depend on. They have houses and homes to live. They're going on vacation. Ah, my foot, it almost slipped. Watch it now. The writer says in verse 8, he says... They are corrupt and they speak wickedly concerning the oppression. Uh, they speak lofty. They set their minds against the heavens and their tongue walkers through the earth. The writer is saying, listen, they are so corrupt that they, they begin to speak against concerning the oppression of others. They speak against the heavens. They speak against God Himself. And they have no fear at all. And the writer doesn't understand that because the, the writer compares his life to the life of the wicked ones. And he said, in other words, I fear God, I prioritize my life to serve Him. But why do they have it so easy? And I'm having such a difficult time. Listen what it says. 11 says, and they say, how does God know this? How does God know this? And is their knowledge in the highest how does God know? And is the knowledge in the most high? He's talking about the people of God. His people returned hither and waters of a full cup were rung out to them. He's saying that in other words, they said, what's up with you guys? Why are you having such a difficult time? Does God know what you're going through? Does God know you're having a hard time The God that you trust? They begin to speak against your God. When they see you doing good and they see you speaking good, you're not operating as the world operates. You're not operating in violence. You're not wicked. So they begin to talk against you. Why you're not speaking the way the others speak? Why are you not being mean to others? And why are you not out here trying to get gain like everybody else? Don't the Lord know that you are in a miserable state? Ah. He, even the wicked knows that we're having such a hard time. So he, they began to say, he said they began to say, Does your God know this? My goodness, this really touched me. Watch what twelve says: Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world; they increase in riches. Listen what the writer say. I don't. I may be talking to myself this morning, but the writer is encouraging me today, and he's saying. Behold, he said. In other words, wake up! Behold, these are the ungodly. You're not by yourself, Liz. He said, "I see them. I see them the way you have, the way you're looking. Yes, they're ungodly. Yes, they are prospering. But look what verse is. Look what it says in verse 12: Who prosper in the world? They increase in riches. They're doing it in this world. What I need for you to understand today. Whatever you pine on earth shall be loosed on earth. But whatever we pine in heaven shall be pined in the heavens. Sometimes you, when, when we're going through, sometimes we just got to look at it the way it is. Look at 13. It said, fairly I have cleansed my heart in vain. And wash my hands in innocency. For all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. The writer said, I have cleansed my heart in vain. He said, it seems as if I'm working for the Lord in vain. It seems as if I'm trying to do good in vain. Seems like I've washed. Listen to that. I've cleansed my heart in vain. And I've washed my hands in innocency. I'm living a good, pure, sanctified, holy life. Verse 14 said, for all the day long have I been plagued. He said, but I've still been plagued all day. Listen, it's okay to just be real. Keep it 100 with yourself. And and begin to understand what it is that your heart is saying. How are you feeling this morning? How how have you been feeling for the past few weeks? Have you been seeing the prosperity of the wicked? Can you be honest like the writer has been honest? And can you truly say yes? And i my, my foot was almost, gone. I almost turned back, I almost, I almost did, why? Because I thought, what good is it to continue to live a holy and sanctified life? But I can't seem to move forward in this world. Mm. Oh, God, thank you, Holy Ghost. For knowing the reins of my heart. Thank you for Shedai Yelabosi. Thank you, Lord, for showing your grace and your mercy to your woman servant. Thank you, Father, for being able to allow your people to speak uh, the truth of what comes out of their hearts. Just for you to fill us with goodness for you to set our minds and to set us straight watch what he's saying watch what he's saying verse 15 says if I say I will speak thus behold I should offend against the generation of thy children let's go back to verse 14 He said, for all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. Every morning I woke up, it's it's not just this morning I've been thinking this, but I've been plagued every day. Seeing the prosperity of the righteous, prosperity of the wicked every day. As I go throughout my day, I see that Prosperity. I see their wickedness. I see how they operate in violence. They're so hateful, nasty, rude, disrespectful. But yet they're prospering. They seem to have no worries, but they're prospering. So he says, If I say, I will speak thus, behold, I should have been against the generation of thy children. So he said, so I'm thinking, If I continue to speak this way, Maybe I'm going to offend the next generation. I'm going to offend my children. Maybe if I speak this way, i bring offense to them. I remember a time that was very discouraged. I began to see people all around me continue to prosper. Continue to grow in this world. And as as Elder would say, this is free. So I'm giving you a free ooey cookie this morning. Information that others on the outside may not hear, but if they listen to this podcast, they'll hear it this morning. So this is free. There was time I was in the place of this writer. And I began to look at my life. I began to look at my age. And it, it hasn't been too many days from, that, from today. In other words, it's, it's just it's been recent. I began to look at the people around me. And I began to compare myself and my life. In other words, I'm almost 50 years old and I, I have nothing that I own. I begin to look at that and I begin to think of how so many have, they just don't have one house, but they have homes. They don't have one working car, but they have three or four nice brand new cars. A well-operating vehicles. They have so much money in their bank accounts. And I begin to get discouraged. Comparing myself. And I begin to get discouraged because they are so rude and hateful. Very disrespectful. They have no, no fear of God at all. But they speak against my God. And they look at me as if I am nothing and And I understand that we all are like a mud on the stick. But they look down so much to disregard the God I serve. to say, does God know your difficulties? Does he know? Mm. So I sent a message to my children. And I I was this far discouraged in spirit. I need you to understand that leadership gets discouraged too. So when, when when the people of God are together are united in the spirit, you should feel not. You should feel when others are going through or being discouraged. You should send them a word of encouragement. Why? Because they just came over your heart and your mind. Hmm? Leadership get discouraged too, but I sent in this moment of discouragement. I sent a text message separately to my three children. And I said, I know you must be very disappointed in the outcome of your mother where I have nothing, and I have nothing that I own. And it's a dis- it's, it's it's a disappointment. And I said, I know you must be disappointed. Almost 50 years old and I have nothing that I own. I was where the writer has wrote. or We know that it's written by itself, but don't know exactly who wrote it. But I was there with whoever wrote it, whether it was David or whoever it was. I understand because I was there. And my children begin to send me a text. One at a time. No, no. This is not a disappointment. What are you talking about? Look what verse. Look what it says. Look what verse 16 says. Verse 15. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against a generation of thy children. But I spoke it to them. But in fact, they encouraged me. In other words, it's, it's, it's okay to, to think what you're thinking right now, but don't stay there, mama. Don't slip. Don't turn. You're doing well. You're doing well. Look at this verse 16. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Watch this. The writer is coming to his senses what am I saying? It's okay for you to begin to honestly think. Be real with God. Be real with your feelings. Lay it all out there. But after that, come to your senses of truth. It may be painful after even thinking Thinking it's painful. Thinking what? Thinking of going back. Thinking of turning away from God. This is a painful. This is painful thinking. The Feeling uh, uh, some type of way against those that are ungodly. Look what he's saying. Look what he's saying. Verse 17. It was all too painful for me. The battle is too painful, he said. The flesh against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Why is the prosperity of the wicked so great? And why do I have to suffer so much? Watch what he said. Verse 17. Until. Now if you believe that. Just say until. Until I went Into the sanctuary of God. That's not necessarily saying. That you have to go into a church building. But he said. Until I got into the presence of God. Then I understood. Then I understood therein. Until I got in the presence of God. In other words, you may have had a breakdown in your car, thinking about the prosperity of the wicked. You had to let it out, and, and your your foot almost slipped until you begin to pray in your situation and seek the face of God about why you're going through what you're going through. You may have been on your job. You have may have been in your home, just thinking about the prosperity of the wicked and you was going through but then you got in the very sanctuary you got in the presence of God it it wasn't until then until you got into the presence of the sanctuary of God it wasn't until then that that, that your heart changed that you understood the end of the wicked, in other words, they appear to be having such a good time, and they are, they appear to be so financially stable, and yes, they are. Everything's going well, but for real, they have a slippery way. Just keep on reading, you'll read on down, and you'll understand what he's saying. The end really is destruction. They're going to be brought to desolation. They're going to be destroyed because they're living without God. Yeah. And any minute, they can lose their mind. Why? Because they're doing it without God. Oh. oh, my God. He said it wasn't until then. It wasn't until I got in the prison of God. That I understood. Oh, he said they're in this destructive. They're in is death. He said, in other words, I was foolish. Foolish was I ignorant. If you read on, you begin to understand that the important thing is. that the writer begins to explain in order for you not to go backwards or to slip to fall or to turn away from God go ahead and be honest why? because our heavenly fathers know our hearts anyway Let it out. Be honest before God. Let Him know what you're feeling. But He said, In order for you not to go backwards, in order, He said, My foot almost slipped. In order for you not to slip, you have to get in the sanctuary of God, you have to get in His presence. And you can do that anywhere that you are this morning. Get in the presence of God. Then you will begin to understand. That there will be a day. When all flesh. Every single person. Everybody. Will bow down before God. And confess that he is Lord. Everybody will confess. There will come a day that he's going to come back for you and me. And he has prepared a place for you and for me. There will be a day in the new Jerusalem. John said, I saw the new heaven coming down from God out of heaven. And this be called the new Jerusalem. He said, there is great healing there. Leave for our healing. No more worries. Ah, glory be to God of city. That's filled with nothing but love. That's filled with the presence of God. And we'll live with him for eternity. No more worries of this world. But if you focus and you stay focused on the cares and the love of this world. Oh, you can have as riches in this world. Riches in abundance. In abundance you can have it. But what does a prophet of man? To gain this whole world, but to lose his soul. So, just a thought as you go throughout this week. Understand what the writer had said in verse two, and I believe verse seventeen. Verse two, he says, in other words, I almost my foot. Almost it was almost gone and I almost slept when I began to see the prosperity of the wicked until until somebody said until I was in a discouraged place. I was angry with God until I got into the sanctuary, until I got into the presence of God that I understood that therein is death. And they're really on a slippery slope. Don't forget, that our end is much greater so don't give up don't turn back you've been clean you've been washed stay clean stay washed stay pure before God cause no man knows the day or the hour that the Lord comes but he's coming And we got to present to him a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. No spot, no blemish, no wrinkle, nothing. But we want our names in the Lamb's Book of Life. You be blessed today, men and women of God. You know me as Liz, the voice of passion. you